The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Like, and he'll describe the person or know exactly who he's talking about. Oh, that explains why it's a good coffee. Or, mm. oh, that explains why it's a bit dodge. There's nothing more heartbreaking than getting to your local coffee shop and mm. seeing someone that you know makes a bad coffee uh-huh. behind the thing. They're like, hi, how are you going? I'm like, well, I was good until I saw so you. you. <laughs> well, they had a newish person there. And <laughs> I, I kept um, not wanting to get her because she had to write down the, the thing and it took extra time and then the coffees weren't good. But she has been trained and I've recently had a good coffee from her, so I'm happy. People can change. People People can can change change. the way they make coffee. Uh, Well, you guys are all lucky because you can drink caffeine. Yeah. It has started to give me reflux. Like I'm drinking the champagne now thinking this is a bad idea. Oh, no. But anyway, I'm drinking You poor thing having to drink champagne. I know. I can't because because of my, uh, my my issues. I can't uh, drink caffeine anymore, so I've gone back to to decaf coffee. Uh, and, uh, and a little part of his soul is crying. Yeah, but I always drink decaf with, with a little bit. Ca- of my soul's crying. I have to have decaf coffee in my machine. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to drink cap, uh, decaf with uh, caramel uh, flavoring in it because because decaf coffee. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Not a lot of flavor. I did drink it. it smells while like I cat was sweet to me. I just don't see the point in decaf <laughs> coffee. I'm like, drink water. Get out, yeah, get out. Pretty much. But um, I don't know. Coffee's more medicinal for me. <laughs> I need it. Um, it's yeah, not, you only, stay awake stuff. Yeah, you yeah. only need it because you're already on it. See, yeah. if you take it out of your life, you would no longer need it because you don't, you don't want to know me without it. <laughs> yeah, but then you get it out of your system and then you're a normal person again. I'm not saying I've ever done this because why on earth would I remove caffeine from my life? I'm just saying anecdotally that's what people say. I find it really weird when people say, like, it's I don't so drink coffee. I'm like... Yeah, my boss doesn't drink coffee. Oh, I'm... So ha- weird. Sorry. Yep, yep. There's how a do, microphone in front of me. Uh, how do those people survive? Move close to your mouth as well. Am I? Oh, see, I can. I hear me and I think I'm so loud. No, no, no. It, yeah, you are loud, but that's fine. We but, want you to be loud. Yeah. And, and, and we've adjusted for it. Loud yeah. and proud. <laughs> I love that I'm the one who needs their mic volume adjusted because I'm the loud <laughs> ass bitch. No, everyone needs it adjusted. You, yeah, but if, you, if, you're, if you're closer to it as well, it's less echoey, I think. Oh, okay. So should I that's lean better. Yeah, right that's in? Much better. Can't you hear? You hear yeah, I can see that that's different, but yeah. I feel like I'm about to make out. Actually, there is a lot of difference. Yeah. See, oh my goodness, see, look at that. See, look at that. Look at that. I it's, am now going to be right on top of it. That's why, that's why you sort of like have the uh, the mic close to you. So it like, you know, less echo and then you don't feel like you're yodeling. But you do occasionally feel like you're about to make out with this mesh. <laughs> mesh. No tongue. <laughs> yeah, Cecilia. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is making so much of a difference. Yeah. Now, I've just realized we've, we've jumped on, talking away, and we have no idea about uh, topic or theme of the, the show. Yeah, we do. We've got a plan. Do we? There's a plan. Okay, good. I, I don't think we're in on this plan, but that's okay. I thought you had the plan. Oh, Oh, are we going to talk about um, Stephen King? Well, no. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about Sofia Coppola. Oh, no. I thought we were going to wait until you'd seen On the Rocks. Oh, okay. We can wait. 
We can yeah. wait for that. Because then I was like, oh, I'll, I won't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I'm not researched up. So that's um, cool. That's well, something Stephen, for our listeners Stephen to, uh, King to away. Listen, listen into. Okay, so this this is a quick shout out to a podcast called The Losers Club, which is an American podcast where they completely deep dive everything Stephen King, books, movies, TV shows, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, so Cecilia and I are now listening to that and like just reliving our love of, of Stephen King. Have you guys read Stephen King stuff? Nah, <laughs> never read. No. Watch, no. watch Stephen King movies, but never read the books. Okay. Have you not done, didn't he do a graphic novel with someone? Was there like a team up with someone that he did? I'm 90% sure he's done some graphic novel mm. work. I mean, I'm I don't I'm not an expert in terms of Stephen King. I've seen a lot of the films and and Well, you've come to the right show. And I've read a lot of the books too, but um yeah, I think his his work is so there's so much to his collection of works that often you'll watch something and go and not even know it's a Stephen King adaptation sometimes. So um, well, I think a lot of people didn't realise for a really long time that Shawshank Redemption was one of his short novels. Really? Part. Yeah, oh. so there's a, a, a book called Different Seasons um, and it's four short novels and in it are four very amazing stories. One of them I can't remember the name of because it's not as amazing as the other three. Um, but anyway, and there's no movie that goes along with it. So you've got Stand By Me, which is in there but it's called The Body. You've got um, Shawshank Redemption, which I think in there is called Rita um, or something of that, basically making um, reference to the Rita Hayworth poster that gets put up in the in the prison cell. The other one is Apt Pupil, which obviously became the movie Apt mm-hmm. Pupil with Brad Redenfoe, I, I think was his name. And the fourth one, I can't remember the name and nothing's been made out of it, so... I mean that's that's pretty epic. I've I've yeah. got my copy which I bought secondhand and it's all like completely completely loved. <laughs> so so King has published uh, sixty one novels uh, and then more than two hundred short stories. So that's quite a collection. And um some of his novels wow. were published under a, a pen named uh, Richard Barkman. So um, there you go. But um, interesting. But there's been a, an influx of Stephen King adaptations recently. We've had uh, In the Tall Grass on Netflix, um, Doctor Sleep, obviously. And then I believe there's a few more in the works. So there's always something of Stephen King's in the making. And we did an episode, I think, um, early on in our podcast where we looked at The Shining um, following the release of Doctor Sleep. So we have kind of talked a little bit about Stephen King, but that was kind of where we we went to Mm. with that one. There's a TV show, and I think it's on Binge at the moment. Um, It's called Castle Rock. So I don't know if you guys recall, but Castle Rock is the town um, that Stand By Me is set in. And there it is. There's the TV series. Um, And there's a couple of uh, seasons of it. And it's basically like where weird stuff happens. Mm. I've I've not had a chance to, to actually watch it. Um, because I'm binging other stuff at the moment. Because it's like um, people come into contact with some of the creations of, from Stephen King's books. Is that, that right? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I should have researched that. <laughs> but uh, Which is sh- funny because you, you, you spoke about uh, Lovecraft on uh, Unscripted at what, so a couple good. of weeks ago. Yes, yeah. this is why I have binge at the moment to to be watching Lovecraft Country. Have you guys had a chance to see it yet? No, no, we haven't. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, where weird shit happens. Mm-hmm. 
So um, it, it, I've always been a Stephen King person, even like back in high school. Were you into it? Back- oh, yeah. I was sitting in the library before I even got to high school reading like it and all his other novels just explains so much <laughs> yeah it really does but I mean I remember seeing the mini series of it when I was so young and developing this fear of drains and, and putting like plugs when I was having a shower and things like that obviously that fear has gone <laughs> um but has it there's just something oh so magical is probably the wrong word <laughs> But there's something to me that's quite magical about um, Stephen King's storytelling and imagination and darkness to it that I just really enjoy. So he creates different worlds every time in each novel? Well, he did for a certain time and then there is like – there's a film called Misery which is based on a book called Misery and Mm -hmm. there are elements of that where – the the main character whose name I forget how can I forget her name played by the amazing Kathy Bates but she makes reference to the stuff that happened in The Shining uh. like the Outlook Hotel and and the time period between those is about ten years so he only does in sort the of, movie or in no, the book, in the book. as well oh, okay. so he has slowly started to weave things into the same universe. Mm. Um, not everything, though. Some things are standalone. Um, the first Stephen King thing I saw was The Langoliers. Do you guys remember this? Nope. No. <laughs> so this was a TV miniseries, which was completely weird, um, obviously, because it was Stephen King. So uh, most of the passengers on an airplane disappear and the remainder land on land the plane in a mysterious barren airport. So it's kind of like a um, a separate dimension almost. Oh, wow. And then there's a blind chick in it who's the one who can see these creatures that are in it. It's, it's completely weird, but it was like, I don't know how old I was when that came out, maybe year 10 or something, and it was like this is – Really weird. It was kind of bad, mm. but you know. I remember my parents had a lot of his novels, and he, they had the Tommy Knockers, and I remember the cover of that being quite bizarre because it's a, kind of a science fiction um, novel. But I remember watching The Mist and being absolutely traumatized by the ending of that film, and then realizing that the film adaptation had been adjusted the ending um, slightly, and Stephen King's ending was less bleak. Um, have you seen The Mist? I haven't. I haven't. I don't oh. even know if I know what it's about. It, it's, it stars – oh, what's his name? I feel like Thomas Jane. That's an actor, isn't it? Thomas Jane, yeah. yeah. Thomas Punisher. Jane. Yeah, he's, he's in this film. And this strange kind of fog mist starts to take over and there's these creatures in there. But a whole group of people get kept in um, – or locked in this grocery store. And it's kind of like a survival thing. But um, there's a lot of – like killing that takes place as well because there's these sacrifices that they start doing for the monsters. Can I spoil the ending of a film? How old is oh, it? Oh, actually, because not if you've not seen it. Um, I'm happy to it to it to have it spoiled. It's 2007. Ah, that's a long time. I long don't time. actually envision myself watching it longer so than a decade. Quite, I think you're safe. So yeah, Thomas Jane's character. So spoiler: We don't know where the bell is, but bing, oh, we bing, do. Bing, bing. Lulu, go get the bell. All right, I won't spoil it until the bell. Should we say why who we are while Lewis is getting that? Yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's do a bit of that. Should I, I might let you introduce because we're in a different environment here. <laughs> yeah, new podcast studios. It's echoey. We're gonna have to like yeah. We'll we'll find a new spot next time, but that's fine. 
Um, yeah, so new studios, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we, we knew where the bell is, so that's how much unpacking we've done. That's, that's pretty spectacular, that I think, spectacular. personally. So um, pretty happy with that little job. But um, yeah, so I'm Catherine. Um, I've got Cecilia. I have Rachel. I have Lewis and together we are recording Tangent City. Yep. With champagne that's making me feel like a burp is going to happen soon. <laughs> nice. It's really bubbly. Oh, this champagne's extra bubbly. I got. I got to admit the, uh, the 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 moving, like moving to to a new place. I, if you look around the house, it actually looks like fairly set up, and it's like one of those. <laughs> it does. It, it's deceiving. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those vagary kind of things because, like, it looks set up until you open a door and you go, "Oh, that's where the boxes are." <laughs> and they're still, they're still, and we're still for the life of us. Um, we cannot find the brushes for the cats and the dogs, um. and, and so uh, it, it's important because it's molting season. I know. I think. Mm. I think the cat, uh, cat ghost, might have just like hidden it uh, before you left the old house, uh, and and so it'll be somewhere. Yeah, that's why we can't find it. You could. I know it's a spectacular idea. Buy a new one. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, and then you'll find the old one. And then yeah, exactly. That's, that's how you. Too. That's yeah. how you find the old one. Is you buy a new one. That's the process. I, I, uh, Respect uh, the process, farming. Lewis. Respect it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I've been going through this this um, thing of trying to figure out the uh, getting rid of stuff because I've been purging some stuff. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you doing Marie Kondo? Well, not so much Marie Kondo. It's just that, like there's, there's... He's some... folding all of his comic books in three. Yeah. <laughs> there's... No! <laughs> I can't even get him to do the tea towels, yeah. man. Yeah. There, there's like, you know, my toys. I, I gave away a lot of my toys because they, they should be played with. I you know, I was having, you know, Toy Story guilt. Uh, and every time I, I left the room, I just thought there was... All my action figures were just like banging on the side of the uh, the plastic tub that they were stored, stored in because they, they need to be played with because that's the, the, the uh, uh, raison d'etre of of a, of a toy um, and I've given away some of my lightsabers but uh, I've got like lots of consoles I've got an Xbox oh, yeah. um, got a Nintendo 64 got a Wii uh, got a PlayStation the 1 the toilet's just yeah sorry I had to, <laughs> got, a, I had to. got a PlayStation 1 2, 3 and 4 have you got two holy mackerel PlayStation 1 or just the one? Just the one PlayStation 1. Oh, did you give one away? I had. Uh, I've had three and I've, I've given away two. Mm. So, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to keep all the PlayStations because I'm, fa- I'm fairly like, you know, loyal to, to PlayStation. <laughs> but I'm... I'm Having issues with my uh, the, the Xbox. long-term relationship with PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Xbox is the the, the, the hard one because it's like you know I, I looked at it and went oh I'm never gonna play that again and I looked at the games I've got and went those are some really good games so it's like it's very hard it's very hard mm. it is very hard yeah. but um I don't think you'll ever play it again let someone else get some joy from it <sighs> I don't know I've got to figure out I, definitely the, the N64 is going the Wii's going. Uh, getting rid of all the fun stuff isn't N64 <laughs> like a Wii? classic hey isn't the N64 a classic yeah but yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like I got on uh, I've ever been a Nintendo person so I've got like four you used ga- to play what was it what was the sweary one that you used to play the sweary one I used wasn't to play? it like some scroll that was sweary or something Conker's Bad Fur Day yeah fuck my yeah. nuts <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like an accurate line from uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day oh okay <laughs> well, I genuinely thought that you knew what he was talking about no, 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 no oh my god I didn't at all such a Sean used to play it. 
That's funny. Yeah, so it's 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 that uh, like near separation anxiety I'm having with my consoles. <laughs> like uh, they're, they're all. And my- what you do is you do the Marie Kondo you method. You thank it. You thank it, and then it's time to give it away. Mm. You put that Lewis is like, I, if He's I can't have it, no one. Yeah. <laughs> you smash it with an axe. <laughs> no, you have to put it Set in. Set the house on fire. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. You have to put it in your thank bank and then pass it away. <laughs> your thank <laughs> bank. Pass it on. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. And what that. do you do when okay. you get rid of your pornography? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's us gone for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, weird when you when you move house though. Mm. It's very strange. I'm so. so glad we won't be doing it for a long time. No, oh, no. You, you, if you, ever you think that, and then all of a sudden your wife goes, "I want a bigger kitchen." And then, well, <laughs> that's that what. Is that that is not happened? what happened. It's only part of the story. <laughs> she also wanted a bigger cupboard, yeah. <laughs> a bigger wardrobe, a bigger bedroom. I've got, she just I've wanted got some storage. Wardrobe. She's just a size queen. That's all it is. <laughs> size queen. I'm not a size queen. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with wanting more storage. Yeah. Okay. Just don't don't. It wasn't having more storage. It was having storage. Having full storage. Stop. Full stop. <laughs> What's nice is being able to have your clothes in the same room that you sleep in. Mm-hmm. You know, like having your wardrobe in the same room. That's convenient. Is it? It is. <laughs> you want your wife to like have to go to a different room to get dressed? Well, generally, yeah, because like I'm still asleep. Like sometimes, and it's it's nice where you can like you know, have a lie in and stuff like that. Mm. And that, that's one of the good things about the, the the new house is having like two bathrooms. So we've got a a, a weekday bathroom and a weekend bathroom. Mm. Uh, and that that way, like you know, if you get up in the morning and you've got to go to work or something like that, then you're so far away from the bedroom that you're not waking the person up. I'm never is, sure whether he's here or not in the morning. I sort of wake up and I'm just like, oh, he's not in bed. Oh, maybe he's. You know, I'm, Oh, I can hear something. So the rule is oh, whoever... I, I'm either getting broken into or he's still here. Yeah. <laughs> so the rule is I'm whoever just gets up wait. first goes to that bathroom. Is that the rule? Whoever no. kind of gets up first needs to get ready. No, no, no. It's just like during the week we use that one okay. and then on the weekend we use the other one. And it's also because uh, Kat's in, in, um, uh, instituted the squeegee policy. Uh, and I want to know more yeah. about this. We, we have a squeegee policy mm. in Excellent. our house. Yeah. That's great. That I don't keep up with. <laughs> so, the, so the squeegee policy for people who no, don't... Lewis has embraced the squeegee, yeah. squeegee policy. He won't Marie Kondo fold, but give, he will Give it a month squeegee. or so, yeah. uh, it'll be gone. The uh, the squeegee policy is uh, this. Uh, in, the, in the showers, uh, there is a squeegee on the wall. And then once you're finished showering, you've got to like, squeegee off all the, the wetness and stuff off the wall. I find, I, I find it's quite good because by the time you've done that, you're almost dry. So you just need to give yourself like a brief towel off and then you're done. A brief towel off. Just yeah, a brief you, towel yeah. off. Yeah, At least right. I'm not showering the way that Rachel indicated earlier. <laughs> <laughs> How else do you get clean? <laughs> it's got to get a real good flush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. But yeah, it's... it's it, it's, and that's why the uh, the using the small shower is a lot better because the big shower is quite sizable and you're there for freaking days of uh, squeegeeing the walls. So yeah, uh, see, we don't squeegee the walls; we just do the glass. Oh right, no, no she basically did the walls. The floor, oh yeah, so like it gets everything. rid of all the moisture; everything dries out yeah. quicker. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it does. I do the floor, and then there's less <laughs> mildew and. 
stuff. But it's it's good to be using both of your bathrooms because if you don't, one of them starts to smell a bit funny because oh, yeah. you get water just sitting in there. And so we've like Bryce has taken to having a shower in our in our shower uh, uh, just because he prefers it. Yeah, and <laughs> we let him do whatever he wants. Uh, we, he basically walks all over <laughs> That's us. The kind of parents we uh, are. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the other bathroom's starting to smell weird. Mm. So. Yeah. I just need to run the drains a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what your mum used to do when she used to come over when we were away mm. and we didn't have house sitter. She used to come over and just like run a bit of water down the drains. It's just a waste of water, isn't it? Well, not like heaps, <laughs> just like enough to <laughs> moisten yeah, it. <laughs> moisten. Moisten. Yeah. <laughs> we do that. Uh, but anyway, you have a wonderful new theatre room as well. Since we're going into detail. <laughs> oh, I, oh, we weren't supposed to say that. Ah, it doesn't matter. Well, I know we got yeah, we we have a theatre, so so yeah, that's that's cool. It's uh, it's 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 pretty awesome. It's something I never anticipated ever having, but yeah, pretty pretty damn stoked that we do have a, a theatre now. Particularly, in, yeah, it's just like having to be able to screen stuff up there is great. So mm. yeah, yeah, yes, it made me very happy. It's very big. <laughs> it it just I think it's such a common thing now that people are having, you know, in their homes anyway. So. Yeah. I wonder whether it's going to become more common now with the whole mm, COVID I thing. I think so. Like, how awesome would that have been during lockdown? Mm. Yeah. Like, that would have been amazing. Mm. Like, you probably would have been tempted to go, do you reckon Catherine and Lewis are dirty people or do you <laughs> think that that's safe for COVID? Because we could go over there and watch a movie. They could be in our bubble. That's our bubble. Yeah. <laughs> An extra couple of people is our bubble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You are clean people. I would have trusted you, <laughs> but would you have trusted us? <laughs> That's the question. Oh, isn't it just like, it's so funny, like how different people react about different things. There was um, a colleague at work that was like all paranoid because of like having kids and because kids were still going to school and everything like that. It was just like, ah, it's fine. It'll be fine. It's not it, much you can do. Yeah. It, it's really funny though with, with having uh, like a theatre is like, I remember years ago i think it must have been early 2000s um when i was doing my working my first job and the boss there he was like oh no i don't go to the movies because i've got this awesome tv at home and uh, it's a rear projection and it's like being in the cinema uh and and i saw this this tv uh which would be probably a quarter of the size of most people's tvs these days <laughs> oh, wow. and i'm just like how did people think that was awesome like <laughs> you know, now we have literal awesome mm. and uh, it's just just like back in the day they're just like oh my god look at this thing it's so big it's like, no. <laughs> were the rear projection ones were they the ones that if you paused it it would burn an image oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. really ter- those and plasmas would do the same thing mm. uh the lcds were the, the ones where it was like you can just pause and like just keep it on there for as long as you want and i remember kat and i were staying in a hotel in las vegas and the the screen there no matter what it was the last thing you watched on it would be burnt into the screen so, <laughs> so every time you leave there or come back there's just an image of porn yeah sorry careful. housekeeping here's yeah. an extra tip <laughs> No, you just had to, to like, up there too. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to like, you know, play some animation over the top of it and just like <laughs> hope the porn goes away. <laughs> An- animation, not anime. Yeah, exactly. Because you're back to the porn if you do that. <laughs> that place was like that was huge. Like that was bigger than our last house. Really? That's, yeah, it was massive. I mean, it had less rooms, yeah. but size wise, it was bigger than our last house. It wow. was like this apartment kind of thing. You step down to this lounge room, and then the 
the screen for the TV was like a projector, so it actually dropped down oh. um, and shut the window, uh, shut the blind. It acted as a blind ah. at the same time. Yeah, Clever. so it's pretty, pretty amazing, yeah. And then you had another room over the other side that was where the bedroom was and then they had like a, a spa bath. Thing. <gasps> and that black toilet. Yeah, and a black toilet, which is just <laughs> so weird. weird. <laughs> Very strange. But did it have gold glitter or something I in it as well? I believe it was as well. Black, yeah. yeah. Wow. Damn. Very Vegas. I like the sound of that. I, I did go to a friend's house the other day and they had bought a new toilet seat mm-hmm. and um, it was like this dark imitation wood looking thing like oh wow it's it was porcelain Imitation, though well it was porcelain but hmm. if you looked at it it kind of looked like uh dark wooden tiles oh wow um that you would see like on the floor and um I, yeah i went in to use it and i came out and she's like what do you think of the new toilet seat and i didn't want to be rude <laughs> and she's like yeah i didn't choose it i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> so the other half had chosen it, it. yeah that's right, right. <laughs> and she's like oh god but anyway, it, it, it's nice and clean and new. It's, it's yep. Yeah, and it, it does was the better job. than the other. That's right. It does the job. So <laughs> that's the main thing. Well, at least you'll be able to see easily whether the seat's up or down at night. Because you know how sometimes like you go oh, in yeah. there and someone's been a little bit remiss and mm. you sit down on the, in the stone cold <laughs> porcelain. <laughs> or occasionally they've been really, really good and they've closed everything. And then you sit on top of the thing. And you're like, Ooh. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> same same yeah that's um yeah fun times I, I, I mean, how do we get to toilet humor i don't know but I'm hang- because it we it's know. tangent city yeah, yeah tangent true city. <laughs> i feel a sorry for our listeners right now because we started out very strong i feel with content and then i know kind of just they're like oh i love Stephen. oh no <laughs> and now <they> stop <laughs> and it's kind of what happened whereas usually we would start like on the tangent and kind of lead in but um yeah yeah so we're knows? a bit misleading today. Ooh. Sorry. That's all right. More oh, well. tangent than um than story at the moment. Well, you know what you get when you tune into Tangent City. So. <laughs> but you I didn't realise that um, Stand By Me was a Stephen King. Did like, you know? No, I had no oh, idea. Oh, man, that movie freaked me the fuck out because I saw – I don't know why I decided not to say the word <laughs> fuck because I say I've already said it on the show. <laughs> I am the, the person who says it the most. Um, Are you like, I feel I like think we so. should have been keeping track record because I – think i've sworn a few times too today not today but no. like in total we could keep a tally should we start a tally i think yeah. generally speaking <laughs> yeah. i would be oh she's actually doing it i'm i'm the, well i've said it twice today i think maybe you could go times. back and listen to all the episodes and we'll like start oh my now. god get a life we'll start from now um i'm sure someone will do it for us one of our fans <laughs> yeah, yeah. i did i did actually go onto our website uh the gentleman of popculture.com by the way uh, yeah. to have a look at all of the names of oh see that champagne it got to me oh, um all of the names that we have for tangent city just to make sure like we weren't repeating ourselves like i'm like okay we need a show for this week um what haven't we done so (laughs) i'm surprised that we haven't done a sofia coppola that really surprised me yeah that was one of the reasons i went through i'm like i know we did a jodie foster but um yeah it'd be good to do a sofa so you've said fuck twice (laughs) and i've just said it once (laughs) (laughs) how many times have you said fuck Okay. <laughs> so you've said fuck three times now and I've said it twice. Okay. <laughs> we should have made an app that's just got like four squares on it and you just like press the square of the person there that says fuck. Is a, there probably is a oh, square jar app. Fuck. Once, oh, two. Damn it. 
<laughs> Wait, I need to look up swear jar. So I was, I was. We should get a swear jar. That would make for great. I don't sound have enough effect. money for the amount of swears that I do. <laughs> Ten cent swears, right? <laughs> oh my god, I'd still be poor. Um, so stand by me. I watched when I was about eight or something, and there is a dead body in that. Not an actual dead body because that's not. Isn't that the whole kosher. point? Isn't the whole point of the movie that they are going to find a dead body? Yes. What? That's such a weird thing. Like just like you know, oh, there's a dead body somewhere. Let's go find it. Could you not have your old boys are weird? Really? I don't know. I remember when I was, I, I lived in a really small town and there was like bushland across the road from me. And there was this weird little house in the distance. And my brother and I were convinced that witches lived there. <laughs> so, of course, we went and investigated. There were no witches. But that's the kind of curiosity that you have when you're young. Yeah, true. Wait, when, and when, you make up little stories and stuff. Yeah, when like, you went to investigate, uh, did you break into the house? Well, it was already kind of broken into. Oh, okay. But we had to oh, cross so some train tracks to derelict. get there. So, it was a, wow. quite an adventure. Ooh, very standby. <laughs> there's, there's multiple apps for um, swear jars, by the way. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's like the idea that you just have like four squares and your name's in each square and you just hit the button every Mm -hmm. time. You Mm -hmm. might like copyright, copyright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't think that actually. I don't think saying that on air actually tracks. It's a verbal copyright. It doesn't work. (laughs) Trademark, trademark. (laughs) (laughs) One day we'll study the law. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out what the story is. Why would we do that? that no, I'm like never doing that. Work. I've got um, a colleague who's studying. Um, what is it called? A juris doctor Ooh. is the the degree. It, it, so that yeah. if someone faints when they're on the jury, they can go over and tend to them. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I think they probably faint because they're sick of the legalese and just the difference in like you know when people write articles or materials when they're a normal person versus someone studying law. Mm. Mm, so boring. <laughs> Oh, yes. Technicalities. (laughs) Technicalities. Uh, Yeah. Stand by me. Give you nightmares. I wonder wonder how many of of Stephen King's 61 books have been made into films then. Not 61. They haven't. No, didn't you say he'd written 60? Yeah, but off those 61, how many have been adapted? It's, It's a great question. I actually don't know. I mean, I can name the ones, like, go through them. Like, I've seen a few that I... I, uh, yeah, I don't know how many, but a lot because you don't just have TV, uh, you don't just have movies, you've got TV series as well, or just, um, or the mini series as well, like you mentioned, yeah. Mm. Hmm. So, but I mean, so how, what have we actually seen? I've seen The Shining, Doctor Sleep, Misery, uh, Stand By Me, Shawshank Redemption, Langoliers, It. The new one. Uh, Cujo. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Gerald's Game. In the Tall Grass. Oh, okay. Um, I think you're going to win this the one. The Mist. Oh, of course seven. she was going to um, win. I mean. I know. She's <laughs> oh, the horror so lady. There's so many more. Uh, there was that one with the two. Oh, I can't remember. There's so many that. Hang on. Carrie. Oh, yeah. Carrie. Hang on. Wait. Is Carrie based on Stephen yeah, King? Carrie. No, definitely. That's his first novel. That's right. That was it his is. very first novel. And do you know that he was actually going to bin that novel? Yeah. No. Um, and his, I think, wife. His wife pulled it out of the bin. Pulled it out of the trash. Yeah. Um, which it's quite phenomenal because it is a fantastic film and novel. Apparently, it, like that was his first film uh, as well. So that was mm. in 1976. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go. I'll go through the list for you because there's been a fair few. So we've got 1976 was Carrie, 
1980, The Shining. I feel like we need to like... Yeah. Oh, that's why we got the bell, isn't it? To do the spoiler on the miss. We'll come back. Got a bit distracted. Uh, 1982, Creep Show. 1983, Cujo, The Dead Zone and Christine. Mm -hmm. Oh, Christine, yeah. 1984, Children of the Corn. Oh, of course. Okay, I've seen that one. And Firestarter. Oh, yep. 1985, Cat's Eyes and Silver Bullet. Oh, yeah, Silver Bullet. I've seen that one. 1986, Maximum Overdrive and Stand By Me. Oh, Maximum Overdrive was supposed to be pretty bad. Did Have you listened to the Stand By Me episodes yet? No. So um, he gets the, the Losers Club. They get uh, Jerry O'Connell on and Will oh, Wheaton. Wow. Oh, and cool. um, Jerry O'Connell had read Maximum Overdrive and thought that was the... You know, he was on Stand By Me thinking, man, the real film is actually getting made somewhere else. Uh, and it was apparently really bad. No. But anyway. Uh, 1987 was Creepshow 2 and The Running Man. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. The Running Man's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, I did so not realise that that was yeah. Stephen King. Yeah. That's like Insomnia is Stephen King Is it well. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen that too. Because I think The Running Man, The Running Man's actually really... Uh, really interesting and, and way before its time because it was a, uh, a movie about uh, people who are like criminals mm. and they would get these criminals into these arenas and get them to fight each other to the death for the entertainment of people like in a reality-based tv show kind of way um and yeah so it was it was quite uh, quite an interesting film uh i've I've got it on video, uh, but I've never like watched it again on Blu-ray or DVD. So, but I really would like to watch it again. Have you ever seen Serial? I think that's what it's called. Mm, oh yeah, that, or that. S- series, something like that. It was the one where it's like a reality TV show, but the whole point of it is to kill all of the other opponents on the on the show. Mm. Um, yeah. And the person who won one year was a pregnant chick who also played. Um, the chick in the well in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Anyway, don't know her name. Yeah, but no, that was a good, good, good film. I remember watching that one. Uh, Pet Cemetery in 89. Oh, yes. Uh, in 1990, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, Graveyard Shift. Was Graveyard Shift the film with Michael Keaton in it? Oh, no, no, but I think I know the film. Oh, actually, unless I'm thinking of a different film, but I think I know the one that you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, uh, Yet to be determined. We'll come back to that. <laughs> 1990, we had uh, Misery. Uh, 92, The Lawnmower Man. Oh, uh, I've never heard of that one. It's a, I think it's a, uh, um, I, uh, like a guy goes into a computer, ah. if I remember rightly. Mm. Uh, it, I don't believe Michael Keaton is in that. I think I know the film you're talking about, yeah. though, and I can't remember for the last night year what shift. it's called. I think it's yeah, Night Shift. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, nine, uh, 93, The Dark Half and Needful Things. Uh, 1994, the film that everyone quotes as their favourite film of all time, The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, <laughs> Every I thought AFL it was just player. footballers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 1995, The Mangler and Dolores Cal- oh, Claiborne. Claiborne. Claiborne, yeah. Yeah. I think that had Kathy Bates in it as well. Uh, 1996, Thinner. See, another one that I didn't realise was... Was I haven't seen it, but yeah. Uh, 1997, The Night Flyer. 1998, At Pupil. 1999, The Green Mile. Oh, what? what? Oh, yeah, of course it is. It's a, a, a short novel. Yeah. Uh, 
2001, Heart of Atlantis. Uh, 2003, Julia Ganapathy. Ganapathy? What's that? Don't go away. So I noticed they're mentioning movies, not any of the TV series. No, no, just movies. Yeah. Just movies. Uh, and Dreamcatcher, as well as 2003. Uh, 2004, Secret Window and Riding the Bullet. Oh, yep. Secret oh, Window. Yeah. Secret Window and Riding, bullet, uh, riding the Bullet. Johnny, uh, Johnny Depp. Depp. yeah. Mm. Uh, 2007, 1408, uh, The oh, Mist yeah. and no, no Smoking and uh, Dolan's Cadillac. Um, 2013, another version of Carrie. That's oh. right, yeah, with, um, yeah. There's been Chloe Moretz. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 2014, The Good Marriage and Mercy. 2016, Cell. 2017, The Dark Tower. Ooh, that was, uh-huh. that was, that was a hard that, watch. No, no. Uh, it, uh, Gerald's Game and 1922. 2019, uh, Pet Cemetery. It, Chapter 2, In the Tall Grass and Dr. Sleep. Uh, and then he, there's Busy, yeah. a list of his upcoming films: um, the Boogeyman, the Breathing Method, the Dark Half, uh, from a Brick G, uh, the Long Walk, Mile Eighty One, Rest Stop, Revival, Salem's Lot, the Talisman, and the Tommy Knockers. Yes, and I think they're doing a TV show, Creep Show TV show okay. as well. So there's so much in the works. So I've actually seen four movies. Oh, I, that I'm interested me. to know which ones you've seen. Yeah, Pat, just because because I don't do horror. You don't do horror, so I, I'm very interested. What to was see. your count? Did you count? I wasn't counting, but there's I got quite a 13. few. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Stand By Me, Green Mile, Shawshank and... Apt People? No. no. And um, the, the Shining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Classic. Yeah. Not, not according to... Which I hadn't um, watched... Stephen King, but... For years. Like, I think I watched it when I was about 13 and it just wasn't my... The issue I have is there's a lot of his films that are made and they're just not really good adaptations. Like I remember Mercy and The Good Marriage um, recently were terrible adaptations Mm. of Stephen King novels. But, um, you know, I think the director, I quite like, um, who did the Doctor Sleep? Mike Flanagan. He's done a few um, adaptations. So he's done um, Gerald's Game and Doctor Sleep. And he's done quite a good job with Stephen King's... um, novels yeah so rob reiner did two as well he did um stand by me of course and oh now i want to say short rank redemption but i don't think that was rob reiner now um <laughs> and then you've got and um andy machete who did the it uh, reboot so there's been quite a few good ones but some of them are just quite tacky i find when you read the books do you find that you read horror books quicker than you read a normal book yeah, they're pretty easy to get through, but it's Stephen not, King's are so thick as yeah. well, some of his. No, because I was thinking, like, is it because you want to get to the end to make sure that everything's okay? Uh, oh, <laughs> good point. Um, see, I'm really bad. Like, I'll start reading and then I'll fall asleep in, like, ten minutes. So Yeah, I've read a horror book now. all night. Just go, oh, God, just get to <laughs> see, the I end. See, I read them and it puts me to sleep. No, thank you. Um, yeah, so interesting. But um, I watched Gerald's Game recently. Have you guys heard or seen of this one? Mm-mm. No. Interesting premise. So a couple who they go up to their kind of lakeside house or a friend's house. I'm not sure whose house it is, but they go there and they try and spice things up. And, you know, they're kind of getting it on. And then he pulls out the handcuffs and ties her to the bed. But then he has a heart attack. Oh. And she's trapped oh. there. So it's quite an interesting 
novel and film. And the reason I bring it up is because I did listen to the Losers Club episode of Gerald's Game and everyone seemed to dislike the ending to the film, but I really liked the ending to the film. So... Yeah, I'd be interested um, to, to talk to someone about that film. And I, I, where did you find it? Did you rent it's it? It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. So I might, I might watch that so that you can have someone to have yes, a chat with. Yes. And I did just double check. Rob Reiner did uh, Misery and, and uh, Stand By Me. okay. Which is – have you seen Misery, Lewis? No, I do it's know it's phenomenal. the one. The one where um, is he a writer and he mm-hmm. gets uh, captured by an obsessed fan who breaks his legs to Ooh. keep him from running away. That sums yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the in the book, she cuts his legs off. Oh wow! Um, and in the movie, she hobbles him by putting a piece of wood between his ankles and knocking his feet so that he breaks the ankles sorry i should have a scene i can never get over no i don't think anyone can ever get over that i don't know what's worse cutting your legs off or i think breaking them well i think i think it was a good choice to hobble him on screen because i think cutting him on screen would have been Mm. just and then you've got to explain how like he doesn't bleed out he doesn't bleed out and how um it doesn't get infected because in the book there's a lot more time to go into that, and and um, Kathy Bates's character uh, Annie Wilkes is a nurse, and you do find out um, some of her history as a nurse. She was not a great nurse, and I don't mean like she sometimes um, didn't have, have um, yeah, she killed people, but she killed little people like babies. Oh. I thought you just meant little people. Like no. <laughs> dwarfs. That was the story, wasn't it? That she killed babies. I've never read the novel. Oh, Misery, so. seriously? It's so good. Mm. I've only read Cujo, It, Carrie and Dr. Sleep and The Shining. Those are the only oh, novels okay. I've read. So I've, I've read, read none of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I've read The Shining, I've read Misery and um, – the different seasons which is the the four short books i've also read a book called the girl who loved tom gordon i think it's called i forget exactly what it's called but um basically it's it's relatively short and it's quite different to most of the other stephen king books it's it's this little girl who gets lost in the woods and she has um an idol like a baseball player whose name i think is tom gordon but anyway she gets inside her own brain and she's like um you know running out of she doesn't have food or water and everything so she starts to hallucinate and you know is she hallucinating these things that are in the woods or are they actually there um but you kind of get the idea that it's it's kind of all in her head is that kind of how gerald's game yeah i was just about to say that sounds very similar to gerald's game oh really because there's yeah points in the film where she sees things and it's like are they there or is she imagining them? Oh. So, yeah, very interesting. Did you, I love how you made that connection. I did not. I wouldn't have made uh, that connection I, I was, at I all. I read a quick synopsis. I'm oh. like, oh, that might be one that I could actually watch because yeah. it doesn't sound like it's one that's actually scary. It's I mean, not. I probably shouldn't ask you because you don't think anything's scary. But. <laughs> there, there is a particular character that presents himself in the film that is quite scary. Mm. And I don't know if you guys remember watching Doctor Sleep, but remember one of the characters, um, Grandfather, Grandpa Slick, or uh, he's, I can't remember his name. Ah. They're quite 
the old guy in the the yeah. culty thing. Yeah. He actually has a deformity in real life, which I can't recall the name of, um, which means he's got quite enlarged features. Okay. And he's in this film and he kind of plays this quite creepy character. But there's also um, – oh, it's quite a hard film. I don't want to go into it too much if you're going to watch it, Rachel. I think I am definitely. I think it yeah, would be a good sounds... one to talk to someone mm. about because there is some questionable scenes too which – yeah, I think I don't know if you've listened to the Losers Club uh, podcast version of it too. No, I haven't. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it and listen to their. Yeah, okay. Well, well I won't spoil anything for that one. But yeah, interesting connection. Um, hmm. But yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm a it, quick school. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that um, there are a lot of his novels where the person is in it is a writer. So I mean, Misery, The Shining. Stand by me. You've got mm. Will Wheaton's character oh, who Secret Window. Secret Window. Um, I'm sure there's another one that I'm I'm missing, but um, yeah, he does bring that element in. And there's a couple of books like In Misery and the book stamp for Stand by Me, the the body. He actually has shortened versions of uh, or bits from the characters' books that they've written, and it's it's kind of. It depend. It kind of takes you out of the book a little bit, but it also gives you an idea of the character. Mm. So it's yeah. It, it but misery is cool. a big fat book. So what I like about I Stephen King gonna... is he's obviously a very proactive person and just gets to work because look at all the novels he's just I know bashed out over the years and then novellas and just the short stories. Are they all winners though? No, not at all. For six for sixty (laughs) one Sorry Stephen King, but no. (laughs) I mean I've only read a few of them and all the ones I've read have been really, really good. Mm. But you know, I mean, we own the Dark Tower, which is like eight books or something like that, and then they decided to make that into one movie. Like, How do you even? I don't know. Well, originally, it was supposed to be like several movies and a TV show in between mm. the movies. Oh, but then for some reason they just went, "Oh no, we're just gonna make it into one movie," and it was terrible. You can't put eight, like you just can't do that. Yeah, and there's fans of this book that were just so devastated that they just you know, screwed the pooch on it so badly. Mm. I think the reason I haven't done it is because a I've got commitment issues, um, and b um, it, it it's more fantasy based, isn't it? From uh, what? Yeah, yeah. I can tell. So that's kind of it's not, not my bag. It's not really horror. It's more. No. Um, yeah, it's 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 more of a. Is Dark Tower one that he wrote with? Um, not Neil Gaiman. Um, did he write it with someone? There's so many of his works that he has actually written with other people. So you're probably right. I don't know who though. Uh, Jim, someone maybe? No. I'm, I might be, I think I've got it wrong. I think I'm thinking of something else. Another um, team up just, with someone else. It just says Stephen King. Okay. Um, yeah. Incorporating themes from multiple genres, including dark fantasy, science f- fantasy, horror, and western. So, this thing, this tag of horror, per, oops, horror. I don't know who that is, but anyway, um, of horror writer. I mean, yeah, some of the, the the elements are horror, but I like his his character studies. Like, I find like the people that he builds into the stories are so interesting, and the horror is kind of like the the element that it, it the genre that they've put, been put into but i don't i mean the books i don't find particularly scary yeah i think a lot of his work is not actually that frightening um but 
Yeah, he I does. I mean, if you use your imagination, some of it's a bit crazy. Like Stand By Me is not a horror I find some all. of his more simple things, like simple works, where there's it's just a quick throw of horror or sci-fi. That's more creepy than anything. Mm. Like, which is why I want to talk about Gerald's game because there's just this really freaky part to it that I, I will go I home and watch it. I promise. Really, really freaky and quite disturbing for me. But then most people don't like the way that it ended. There's, there's a he's got some questionable ideas. Um, and think how he's written women occasionally. Mm. Uh, that is a bit of an issue. So I'm wondering if that element is something that you're talking about in Gerald's game or if I'm reading that. That element it. is present, but it's not the element I'm referring okay. to. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I think if he's you were a bit so misogynistic, <laughs> he's a bit yeah. misogynistic when it comes to writing uh. women. And he does tend to um, sexualize them a little bit. Yeah. So I do have a bit of a problem with that. Um, some of these books were written a long time ago where it was a little bit more uh, commonplace to do that and where mm. it was like, well, that's just what how guys talk. Mm. Um, Didn't you tell me a weird thing about the it um, in the book? There's like a point in the book where all the kids have sex or something like that? Yeah. Bev, I've never read that. Bev has sex with them all in the novel and there's like a big orgy but yeah. they obviously don't translate that to screen which is weird because um, the kids are like 12 yeah or so it's, at the it's time. such a weird thing to put in the book it's weird yeah and it almost feels mm. not necessary at all yeah. and to be completely honest um you're absolutely right when you say stephen king does quite a lot of these things there's a lot of things that i don't think need to be there I almost think it's like a, uh, I really love Stephen King, but it's almost like he's jacking off while he's writing. Yeah. And I find <laughs> it just. And he repeats bad. some of the, the stuff that you don't need to sit here twice, or like you don't need to read twice. It's quite bizarre. It's, mm. it's very bizarre. It, it, it feels so misplaced some of the time that mm. it's like, yeah, you, it doesn't need to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink mine. No. Don't drink mine. But I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty conscious of the fact that maybe not everybody has seen too much of Stephen King. Yeah. So should we wrap this we up? We might wrap early? it up for the... Should I still... We've done a tidy, like, you know, 48 minutes so far. Should I spoil so the ending <laughs> to The Mist or should we leave that? Yeah, yeah, no, do spoil it. it. Spoil it. Wait, okay. So in the film adaptation of The Mist, there's this mist that comes and these kind of creatures in the background and this father and his son and his wife are there and he decides that it would be better to kill his wife and son than for the monsters to get them. So he shoots them. He leaves the convenience store and then all of a sudden the mist dissipates and there's the army there. So he realises he's killed his kid and wife for absolutely no reason at all. Whereas in the novel, it's a little bit more hopeful in that he does not kill them. Oh, it, good. Yeah. That, so, that's pretty hopeful. I yeah, find that really so hopeful. Maybe the mist was his like mental illness. You never know. Oh, there you go. But that's interesting to me because I like the ending, even though it's really bleak, I like that ending. Whereas... King's ending wasn't as bleak. So whereas you think it would be the opposite. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Big mm. twist. Crazy. Oh. And it's got Thomas Jane. He's pretty cool. Yeah. We don't get enough of him. No. No, he was he was good in the uh, playing the Punisher, but they uh yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see him play the Punisher now that Marvel's got the rights to the Punisher and yeah. not the you know, somebody else pulling the strings. Yeah, yeah, but the current Frank Castle, I quite like him. Yeah, no, no, he, he's good. Because um, he's a little bit more like, Thomas Jane's a little bit more polished, mm. whereas the the current guy, you could see him having been in the army and, and being a little bit more brutal and stuff. Yeah, yeah true. So, yeah. 
What's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, it's a guy from Walking uh, oh, Dead, but uh, the guy from the Walking <laughs> See, something else I've that never guy. watched. That guy. <laughs> same. <laughs> oh, really? No. The problem with this episode is I feel like we're going to finish and then we're going to f- like think of things that we should have said. Or films that we should have talked about for Stephen King. Oh, I'm so sure there'll be lots of people John who are Bethnell. like, "How can how oh, can yeah. you have never mentioned blah?" Yeah, because we didn't see it. I mean, I feel like geez. there's a big can't one see everything right there. That I, you know, but I mean, anyway, but that's could, the thing that happens every time we record. Like a week later, we we're just like, <laughs> "No, we're totally prepared." And you can't, you can't mention everything. Like we could spend a whole episode just talking about the shining and the difference between the movie versus the tv series which uh you know uh stephen king hated the movie which was massive and then the tv series he got made because he hated like yeah you just can't kubrick with kind of this is why there's a whole podcast dedicated to stephen king stuff because they're massive so if if you um are truly interested in Stephen King stuff um, I, I would highly suggest listening to the Losers Club it's excellent and if any of them are listening and want to get in touch about Gerald's game I would love to um, oh my god chat I, about should, that. I should send this to them <laughs> we will we'll send Just this because, to them um, because of the ending although I think we might have mentioned a few things that were inaccurate did we call it the um, oh, Outlook we- Hotel when it's the Overlook oh we did <laughs> and when you say we uh, you actually mean me I totally did that. But, I mean, right. this is the thing. We're not, not experts. Very, I'm not great with detail. And, again, this is why you need to listen to that podcast. Exactly. Because they are heavily detailed and uh, they know everything and we know nothing. <sighs> True. Or not everything. <laughs> so self-deprecating. Well, someone's got to do it. I think between between us we've seen a few of the, the, the yeah. films and read a few of the novels, which is good. So, you Let's, know. Yeah, I reckon. Should we wrap it up? Let's do that indeed, yes. Alrighty, so um, you have been listening to Tangent City. If you've liked what you've listened to, um, go on to our website and, uh, I don't know, forward it to a friend. Um, make In a an bumper email. sticker. <laughs> yeah, make a chain letter that you send to people. Oh, one of those and then they have to ones. send it to other people. Yeah. And those people have to send it to other people. And Otherwise, they're going to get sick or something. you will have a bad day if you don't forward yeah. this. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Do that. Do that. No, don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Um, but we've got a lot of other podcasts. Go on there and have a look at um, the website. Type in uh, thegentlemanofpopculture.com and you'll get all of the information you could possibly need. Catch you next week. Well, next time. <laughs> I love how there was just a pause there for a while. Awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, all a little bit flustered because like Lewis like went to go and let one of the dogs out, made eye contact with me and get, gave yeah. me the, like, the come like, over here. Strong. I was like, oh, God, what's happened? I'm like, did I say something wrong? No, no, no. Was- uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to get spoken to by the principal. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, no just, it's just like, I can't work the door. Robin, Robin was just like standing over there by the door and she had these like glassy look in her eyes as if like, please let me out, I want to pee. Uh, so I was like, oh, well, I better let them both out. Apparently he said Ab- he mouthed Abby and I thought that he was like doing... <laughs> so did he I. Made eye contact with me. Anyway, we'll catch you guys next time. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.